We're reading dirty books. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We just gotta do this. I'm I'm confident okay. this one's gonna sound better than our last ones. So. Well, I believe in you. All right. And I'm gonna lay back now. That's cool. I'll be moving around a lot in here too. All right. Okay. Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we're coming to you live. Just kidding. <laughs> we're not. I mean, at this very moment we are. But um. But you're hearing us in the future. In the future. Doing different things to try to get this recording <laughs> perfect, you guys. We So it's still COVID times, It's still times, COVID guys. times. Kalina is still in the As comfort of her home. I am now I am. in my car. We're trying different methods of this whole recording thing because we don't have high technology to <laughs> to help us out. So uh, hopefully... We're both holding up our phones like microphones like mic- to our faces. <laughs> we look like crazy people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I really, really want to go back to the library and record like we used to in the before times. The good old days. But we can't. We can't. So we will do this. And hopefully you all are enjoying our bad COVID recording. Yeah, I really, really apologize for the last two recordings with the kids running around and then with the other stuff. It's just the sound of it. It's just not feeling good. But I'm confident that this one is. It's It works in my brain. I've got it all set up and I actually can't wait to try it this way. And I'm pretty sure. Right. And the reason why well, I got this idea, Kalina, is because we both recorded last time. And I was actually going to yeah. use your recording so that we'd give each other a chance to be the robot on the other side. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the robot the first time, so I was going to be the uh-huh. robot the next time. And I sound clear on my side, you sound clear on your side, and I was like, shit, if I splice this shit together, it'll sound perfect. But the problem is hearing each other on the other side. So yeah. it, my, my <laughs> brain is clicking, and I'm thinking about it. I, it makes all the sense in the world. I just, <laughs> I'm not the one that edits, so I don't know how hard this might be. <laughs> you might have created a real conundrum for yourself. I might have, but I'm up for the challenge. I, I hope I love, not. I love this shit, so it'll be fun. Good. That's great. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think it's a quickie time. Quickie well, time. Do you have any? Oh wait, you you have big news. You have big uh, in the middle of a pandemic news. Yeah, I do. So Daniel and I closed on another fourplex. So my husband makes me do this stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm like, <laughs> sure, why not? But okay, it's just it's like the worst time to do any of this stuff to buy a house to sell a house. And then to pack up and dis- and then move. And so, because one, he has to move, which is he and I. I'm not the strongest person. So we have to move yeah. all these appliances and all of the furniture. <laughs> and thank God we were able to get some help from you guys. <laughs> and we stayed our distance. Trust me, we were being very safe. So, yeah, we bought a, a fourplex. So that's pretty exciting. And so far, it's not so bad. Nobody is in the building with us, but there will be. Um, in about a month or two, and so we're getting pictures taken on Sunday. I'm going to get the pictures listed and then hopefully get some tenants in here. We're working on cleaning our house and got some potential renters for that house, and they want to do a virtual tour, and then I think they actually want to do a walk-in tour, but I'm not going to deal with any of that kind of stuff. I'm going to let property management do that because that's what I pay them for. <laughs> yep. That's what I fucking pay them for. <laughs> They're going to do it. You're like, uh-uh. Mm-mm, you do it. You go out and get COVID. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yep. So, and I've, yeah, well, I've been working from home since fucking March, whatever. And the boys have been in school doing online classes. And it's been like six weeks, hasn't it? Six or seven weeks, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Seven. Oh my God. I think. We've been in this house for I think a the week. official lockdown order has been six weeks. Okay. Yeah. But you were working from home like a week before. Yeah. Two, I think two weeks before. And the kids had spring break before, right? Yeah, they had spring break. So they had a week off and then they had spring break. And during that time, they were starting to set up the online curriculum and stuff. So, so yeah, it's been, (laughs) it's been six weeks. And I don't know. It's been back and forth. And our government is really trying to figure out if they're going to allow school to start and students to start in classes open up schools and stuff when august comes back around so it's gonna be real interesting well it's just gonna depend on what happens yeah it's too hard right now oh yeah if the summer is bad 
yeah. they can't. You know. Well, that and they're anticipating the second go around, right? The the second right. What it usually comes back in the fall. Yeah, so. they're thinking September or uh, August, September, October, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I have not been working from home. <laughs> yeah, you've been out. I have been going into the office every day because, mm-hmm. of course, working in senior services is pretty much as necessary absolutely <laughs> as you can be right now i mean i guess hospitals are more but <laughs> <laughs> we're there every day we got to serve and help keep them healthy and at home mm-hmm. and safe away from where they might get infected and it's important but god damn it it is exhausting oh i bet <laughs> And it's weird because I'm not scared of picking it up. I feel like while, yes, I still am going into work, we are such a small office for like eight people. Mm -hmm. And it's the same really as living together at this point. Yeah, You know, the eight of us are together during the day that we're away at night. And I'm not really worried. I mean, none of our clients are coming to the office or anything we do drop and go Mm -hmm. meals or drive through food pantry or stuff like that. But it is odd because I can't wrap my head around what everyone else is experiencing. Yeah. I'm trying and I try to like, and I watch, you know, read all of the tweets and the articles about everybody else's COVID's experience, but I still am going to work just like I normally You're went to You're doing work. your normal routine. <laughs> and yeah. And it's just, and the only thing I don't do is I don't do anything else. Right. You know, like I go to work right. and then I go home and then I stay home. Well, I mean, how easy it would be for us to still get together and do a recording face to face. You know what I mean? We could still, right? no one's going to fucking stop us. We're no. obviously being responsible about it, but still it's other than you just going to work here, going straight home. Who goes grocery yeah. shopping? Do you go grocery shopping or does, do you make Patrick do it? <laughs> I, it's, let's not discuss it. It's not our best moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, wait. No, I'm fine. I thought, I, I thought I'd canceled my record. <laughs> um, well... I hate grocery stores anyway. I have grocery store anxiety that goes back fucking years. <laughs> and so I don't want to go anyway. I never wanted to go before. And I definitely don't want to go now. Yeah. And I think I've gone the last three or four times. Oh, wow. And it's not my favorite. <laughs> I'm kind of cranky about it. But to be fair, he has gone to the liquor store every day. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> And I haven't gone at all. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I haven't gone to the grocery store once since then. And I've been telling Dan, I was like, I'll just order groceries and have him drop it off a couple of days later or whatever. And he's like, no, I'll just go. I'm like, oh, then go, because I'm not going to go. I We will start. Yeah, I'd start, I did look into, well, not the drop off, but the one where you put in the order and then go pick it up. They will bring it to your car. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. But our store won't do it. I'd have to go to like the Bear Valley store and I just don't have the, I just don't want to deal with that. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's not every store. Not every King Supers does it. Yeah. So, and the stores are better now. Mm -hmm. You know, I just went yesterday and they're not empty. They're not like running out of shit anymore. Yeah. Things have calmed down. You can just shop. You still have to maintain your distance and follow protocol yeah. and all of that stuff, but yeah. at least it's and not chaotic. And they are counting people in and out yeah. um, to keep it to a reasonable number, and mm-hmm. everyone's being pretty careful inside the store. Nobody gets close to each other and stuff like that, yeah. at least at my store. So it's just, I'm just like, I hate going to grocery stores, and now they've just made it even more anxiety-inducing <laughs> than it ever was before. Yep. <laughs> So, yes, ideally, I wouldn't go. Ideally, somebody else would go. (laughs) Things aren't perfect in the world, as we know. Oh, shit. I just dropped you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. No, don't fall. Hold on. You guys, my car is not a recording studio, okay? (laughs) But we're making shit happen. All right. So, cool. Okay. All right. Quickie. Quickie time. What's your favorite romantic trope? What's my favorite romantic trope? Yeah, like oh, you know my um, favorite romantic lovers, <laughs> <laughs> Stockholm syndrome all the way, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, man, you know it. I just something about that forbidden feeling, or turning hate into love, or just. 
Um, so like enemy to lovers. Like enemies to lovers. Yeah, I would say something like that. But even that extra level of scariness where you're trapped. <laughs> you do, <laughs> I have, you I do love the kidnappings I, that become no, I, <laughs> romantic I never, entanglements. <laughs> never, ever want to experience that. And I don't want anybody to ever experience that. I think that's a terrible, horrible thing. But when it's written... When it's written and you know that the kidnapper isn't truly malicious. <laughs> I know that's you know he's that. a good guy. He's a good guy, even though he kidnapped her and kept her. He's totally cool. <laughs> it was for a good reason, guys. <laughs> you just this, don't understand uh, him don't, like I you do. You don't get it. You don't, I'm, I'm already in love with him. I don't need to justify myself to you ever. <laughs> no, it's a good. I mean, it's that's tropes are for it, fun. You know? It makes for that. I mean, like that is if you get to. Uh, that's not the fantasy I want to live in, obviously, but it is the one oh. that pulls on my heartstrings more. I think mm-hmm. for some reason, it just it's it's either the dramatics or the lust or the. I think it's that forbidden sense of this is wrong but it feels so right right. exactly that's exactly (laughs) what it is so yeah that's that's mine (laughs) there you go nice what about you i think this the friends Mm. well i like that one i like second chance we don't read those a lot they're not in paranormal a lot oh yeah but I do like second chance romances okay. where it's like you didn't quite get it right the first time, but you get another chance. Yeah. I think we've had like That's two fun. or three of those. But yeah. So those ones I think are fun. I like those. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because again, I don't like, you know, I don't like that faded shit. No. <laughs> Even though. No, I'm not a it's everything we read. huge fan of it either, but it doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep good that's good awesome that's fine <laughs> well so what did thanks. we read um <laughs> okay so we read fallen academy book one by leah stone leah stone leah stone leah leah shit i don't sorry know. i think it's leah leah stone narrated by vanessa moyen clinton notes away so, do you want to see my notes? I do. Is it like <laughs> three sentences? They're not even sentences. They're just like no seven words. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it. Oh my god! But you've listened to this one twice. <laughs> yes, I have. I listened to this book before a while ago. Um, I think I got it from. I think either like free or it was one of the sale items on Amazon on Audible. And so I was just like downloaded it because it looked good. Yeah. Because it's like got a cool cover. It's got it's such like, a cool cover. Badass bitch with big old black wings on the cover and looking cool. Tight black leotard uniform. Yeah. Like bodysuit. That's the word. She's like in a bodysuit. Body suit. Yeah. She's really cool looking. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to read this book. Hell yeah. So I listened to it a while ago because I never really thought it would be on our because it is like it's called year you know fallen academy year run mm-hmm. so obviously it's school so i wasn't quite sure what age it was yeah and if it would ever be appropriate for our podcast because you know we don't really do we don't like the teenage teen. yeah some, some of them yeah young adult it, but... you know we're, we we could tread that line with new adult we did read that one book by india mm-hmm. adams that was kind of teenagers but yeah safe to say brielle and her fellow people in this book are 19 and up yeah so they're in the new adult category mm-hmm. which makes any potential sex totally cool <laughs> <laughs> totally illegal because it's not with children yeah anyway so brielle is a oh god this book how am i gonna say it <laughs> oh. there's a lot 13 years ago the angels and the demons got into a real big war on earth what like i think the demons came here first but then a bunch of angels were like no we gotta go fight them <laughs> and so there was a big <laughs> did you like that <laughs> guys i can't even hear myself it sums it up. We this oh i know this is amazing <laughs> i can't hear myself either <laughs> So it's all weird. <laughs> Normally, like when you wear headphones, you can hear yourself. It's, you can hear yourself, but now I can't. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, 
<laughs> so <laughs> they fought, and the fallout from that was their powers radiated across the world and mutated humans. So humans <laughs> are now mixed up with angelic or demonic powers. Mm-hmm. In order to try to help, they were able to put kind of like a block on all children so that they would get normal lives as children, as human children, <laughs> without weird, awful powers mm-hmm. like fire breathing or, you know, vampirism or turning into beasts, stuff like that. So until they're 18, they just live normal human lives. Then after you're 18, you go to a ceremony where your power is revealed and you find out whether you have something demonic or something angelic and you go to Fallen Academy. And I know it sounds like that would be the dark one. Yeah. But it's not. Because <laughs> the angels that fell they're to fa- battle yeah. the demons, they're fallen angels. They fallen. Even though they're still angels, they're yeah. not demons. <laughs> Don't get confused. Just, just, just understand that point. <laughs> However, there's a subset where now that we all know about angels and demons, occasionally humans make deals with demons, and the demon deals result in the firstborns being demon slaves as well as whatever adult made the deal. Yes. So those children come to the sorting ceremony, figure out what their power is, but then they have to go over to the demon academy, which I don't remember what it was called. I want to say it started with a T. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's anyway, a different academy. <laughs> so Brielle has a demon mark because her father was dying of cancer and the family decided that it was worth the risk for her mom to make a deal with a demon to save him. So her mom sold her soul to a demon to save her father and he ended up dying in an accident two months later after his cancer was removed. Yeah. And on top of it, they didn't know in the contract that Brielle was going to be included in the deal. Right. Which means that now not only her mom, but her whole life is now sold to this one demon. So she already knows that it doesn't matter what her power is. She's going to end up a demon slave for life. So she goes to the sorting. She's pretty nervous about it. And her, her best friend, Shay, also... Her mom was a drug addict who sold her soul for some smack. Yeah. And now her daughter is also going to be a demon slave forever, yeah. too. Which, yeah, she left town and left Shay there yes. to take on the burden. She's, she made the deal and then left Shay. Fuck and Shay's you, like, well, mom. Thanks, mom. That was real cool. Yeah. So Shay and Brielle both know they're going to go to Tainted Academy. <laughs> we, I did. We it started it. with a T. I do it. Tainted. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Tainted Academy, which is run by the demons. They just need to figure out what their powers are. Now, when Brielle goes up on stage and gets her powers, everyone f- freaks out because big giant black wings come out of her yep. back. Yep. <laughs> Now, usually only wings that come out are white wings, and that means they're celestial. So they've been touched by one of the archangel's powers. Mm -hmm. But they're concerned because they know that she was touched by an archangel, but she has the demon mark, Uh so she should go to this tainted academy. But the Raphael who's in charge is like, no, we want to train her. You know, you don't know how to train her. You're not an angel. (laughs) So she gets a special dispensation and is allowed to go to Fallen Academy for six hours and then go and work her demon job. And then they figure, <laughs> I can't tell the whole story. This is going to be too much. You don't need to tell the whole anyway, story. Her teacher is named Lincoln. He's four years older than her. And he was the most recent celestial to be found. They're pretty rare. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of angel touched people in the earth. So she and Lincoln aren't getting along very well because he pretty much thinks that she's sold her, like made her choice. She doesn't really understand her life and he thinks of it all as a choice and that she's made a bad choice. And so they fight a lot. It turns out she wasn't touched by just one power, just like Raphael or just Michael. She has all four all of the archangels. Four of them. What? Raphael, Michael, Gabriel, Gabriel and Uriel. So she's like 
four times blessed and nobody's been that way before. And they're like, what? Um, <laughs> they fight her demon boss because he was going to sell her a contract and all this shit happens. And anyway, they break the contract. She gets out of Demon City. She moves over to Angel City. She saves Shay. Yeah. Fights Shay's demon boss for Shay. Brings Shay along with her. So they all get to go to school together. Everybody's happy. They're outcasts because, you know, they had demon marks at one point. Yep. So all the prissy people are like, ew, you're tainted. Uh, <laughs> so there's some good rivalries happening, but they make friends with some of the other kind of oddball people. Yeah. And she and basically like the whole time, oh, Lincoln's a jerk, but I kind of like him, but I don't like him. But oh, I'm in love with yes. him. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's all standoffish for a long time, but eventually like starts like obviously falling for her, like putting her before other things mm -hmm. and like protecting her. And so there's this whole long courtship relationship thing. And then there's a lot of like tense scenes where the demons keep trying to come for her, like at a party or at the dance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they have to fight this gauntlet at the end where they have to prove that they're worthy to be in the army and fight for the angels, the fallen army. And uh, Lucifer shows on up. And the, was that <laughs> Lucifer shows up? Oh yeah, the devil himself. And it turns out this is the big twist, guys. So spoiler, spoiler alert. She was also touched by Lucifer's power. <laughs> so she's got five of the archangel powers, yep. and so he brands her with his with her fifth brand. And now they're all freaking out. They don't know what to do about this. Yeah, she is she good? Is she bad? Not sure. But you know, Lincoln knows. He knows that she could never be bad. Yeah. And he loves her. He loves her. And she loves him. And they do it in a trailer. <laughs> they do. I was they do. I the, didn't lie. The very, very end. They do. They get it on. So. So, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Good job. Well, that's, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually suggest you just read the book because it's better than yeah, me, like, you guys. You guys know this. Same. You should be reading the book. Yeah, this book is like a mixture of a lot of different stories. It, it There were different parts that reminded me of, I mean, from like fucking Harry Potter to beautiful creatures into like yeah. all these yeah. different, which is... It's like an amalgamation of all the, yeah. the high school. But this is supposed to be college. So it's a little um, bit older. It is. It is. And that is, I mean, that's, I appreciate that. I actually like that a lot better because you do read about, or she does talk about the sexual tension between the two when they're like fighting each other. I mean, this is almost like those scenes are from like forbidden bonds, N yes. not to a T, but you know, when they're like battling each other and they've got this like forbidden attraction to each other. And so... Yeah, there are different elements throughout this book that were pretty, pretty intense. And I liked this book a lot. I thought it was a lot of I fun. I loved it. <laughs> I remember, like, when you said that it was going to be our next book, I was like, oh, yeah, I read that book. I liked it. <laughs> and then I started it again. I was like, oh, right. I love yeah, this book. Yeah, you're like, I'm starting to <laughs> it's remember. Just, it's fun. And in a little bit of a twist from, like, some of our most recent ones that we've read, it's completely bonkers. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got angels and Lucifer. It's and got fucking, everything. You know, like, yeah, uh, demons and fire and magic mm -hmm. and high school, well, college and rivalries and punk-ass bitches. And <laughs> it's, I mean, it's... Beach games and... Yeah. Clubs and magic donuts. Magic donuts. <laughs> it's, got, it's got, I mean, everything. yeah, it's totally got everything. And so it's kind of like, especially considering the time where the world's gone a little bit nuts. <laughs> I really, really appreciated the escapism of this. Like, it's just oh, completely, yeah. it's nothing like our world. Yeah. You know, no. hey, COVID might suck, but at least demons and angels aren't fighting in our streets, right? <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> and we're all turning into angels or demons, or you're just fucking homeless. There's a fucking centaur, guys. There's, you yes. can woke up one day a centaur. <laughs> Do you want that? No. Okay. I like how Shay COVID's was like, that bad. Shay was all like, if I get down with him, is that considered bestiality? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, Shay, what's wrong Our with you? Our friends are like, what is yeah. wrong? I am, I am fucking in love with Shay. She is, she's, so she's the fucking best. I love her so much. <laughs> I do too. She's real fun. It's the best friend. It's the best yes, friend. She's the sassy, the best, sassy friend. best friend. 
who's, you know, right there for her the whole time. She knows she's in love with Lee Good. She's oh, yeah. like trying to push Brie along mm-hmm. the whole time, even though Brie's like, no. I was so afraid that she was going to turn dark because they made that pact after the awakening, how they were like, you have to promise that to keep me from going dark and I'll do the same for you. And so mm-hmm. they made that pact. And then when Lincoln went to go fight on Brie's behalf, Brie then went and fought on Shay's behalf so that she wouldn't become dark. And so both of them are just like free agents or free. They're free from their slavery now because they yeah. won their battles. But I was their slave contracts. got Yeah. But I was so afraid at first. I was just like, no, please don't make Shay a bad guy. I don't want that in the end because it was going to break my heart. That kind oh. of story always tears me up when they're like two sisters or two really close friends or lovers or something where one of them is like bound to go bad and the other one is oh, bound oh. to be good. When Buffy has to stake Angel when he's Angelus. Oh. <laughs> Come on. That's the worst. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. Every time he turns into Angelus she has to kill him. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a... No. Yeah. I'm really glad that Shay just... And and that kind of happens pretty early on. Yeah. Like, you aren't wondering about it for a long time. They pretty much are like, okay, uh, you're both free. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciated that. And they go off to the other school and are happier. Mm -hmm. Not always happy, because, you know, Tiffany's there. but Pitchiny. Pitchiny is there. (laughs) Pitchiny. Which, by the way, why? Why would anybody... Be like like what is the point of being that type of a person i don't see it there's no appeal in it the, it doesn't make you a badass like she's a really good warrior and a good fighter and she comes from a prominent family or whatever the fuck but that doesn't there's i think my understand so so tiffany is this awful bitch in the class who's just always making fun of brielle and shay and calling them like the demon sisters she's or whatever the bully yeah She's a bully. I think it stems from Bree's getting all the attention. Like, I think in a normal situation, Tiffany would be the most popular girl in school, right? Right. And she is still the most popular. But because Bree's the special, like, she's a celestial. She has four celestial marks. And she's got weird black wings Mm -hmm. and nobody knows what that means. Everyone's, like, she's getting the most attention. Yes. And Tiffany's like, I don't like anyone but me getting attention. Right. Now, I agree with you. You're still right. Like, <laughs> That's not how you get good attention. No. Like, being mean isn't going to help. And you're the intimidating girl that intimidates your friends. Like, they are your friends because they're scared of you, not because they like you. Mm-hmm. But that's who Tiffany is. Yeah. I think those are really good characters to write because you... I mean, there are a lot of, like, different bad guys that Brie has to fight throughout this whole thing, like Lucifer. But she makes a good... (laughs) (laughs) The biggest bad guy. But she does make a good arch enemy type of... Like Malfoy. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. They're always fun to just have in there to write about. Mm. Because in the end, they're not evil. Right. You know, it's... Like, it's a lot more complex. Exactly. They're just people with not the best motivations right. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Or who have grown up in, like, I don't know. We don't know about Tiffany, but we know, like, about Malfoy. Yes. His, he was just indoctrinated from birth the into get-go this from, darker family. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he maybe had a, no chance to turn that aside right. and figure it out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There's there's something to live up to that's within the family or something. And she's got that connection. Like her family is real close to Lincoln's family. And she doesn't like that Brielle is learning underneath Lincoln. And she's all jealous about Mm -hmm. that. So there's that love. And we barely talked about Lincoln. We should talk talk about about Lincoln. Lincoln. Apparently he's got a V that goes. Who doesn't love a V? The deep down in the towel. (sighs) Jesus, that that was a sexy scene. And it wasn't even sex. It was There's just her lot. describing Lincoln coming out of the shower with water droplets all over his body with a towel around his waist. And Bree's like, holy shit, that guy's fucking hot. And I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of really well-written sexual yeah, tension in this is. book. Like, the book has no sex until the very yeah. end. Yeah, the very, very end. Yes. The literal end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seven minutes left in the book. Yes, no, literally the end of the book. <laughs> and still, you're not upset, like, the whole time, because you're getting, like... Teasing scenes that here. That tension. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
there's a lot of good sexual tension mm-hmm. that there's some makeout scenes and stuff. I think the beach game scene with the apple is the best. Oh, I had that played out in my head so well. <laughs> so well. That was fun. I love it. See, I appreciate those kind of scenes when you're writing younger characters like it wouldn't work so well if you're writing 30 something year olds or at least how i picture it so no no 30 year olds gonna play no (laughs) no i don't think we could run i can get my mouth around an apple if i tried (laughs) (laughs) no me bobbing for apples is nonsense no i don't know how to hold my breath underwater how the fuck am i gonna do (laughs) i mean i can but you can't do both things but anyway so there's a beach scene there's they're they're doing this big ga- like fun games like tug of war and stuff on the beach and sandcastles and they're in teams and one of the last events is this apple race where you have to run down to a bucket that has one apple in it there's two people and you have to be the one that gets the apple and gets it back across the finish line and you can do whatever like there's no rules mm-hmm. so she and lincoln of course are paired against each other and you know, he ends up getting the apple first, but she trips him and then like sits on him. Yep, she t- <laughs> and takes the apple out of his mouth. Straddles. I mean, he lets her at that point because they're basically almost naked yep. on the beach in like bikinis, and they're wet from the apple thing. And he, she just sits on him with her. Yeah, her. and he goes, "Okay, <laughs> you can have the apple." <laughs> and he enjoyed it, and it was fun, and it was well. And their arms are tied behind their backs, oh, yeah, right? Or right. in front, yeah. or somewhere. I think it's their, behind their arms their are tied. Back. I think they're behind. Yeah, yeah. zip ties behind their back. So, yeah, it's sexy. See, it's, it's a fun sexy scene. scene. And and I wasn't annoyed by that type of re- like these type of fillers, right? Quote unquote. A lot of the times when they're written, like a particular mall scene uh, <laughs> from two years ago that we read about, <laughs> it's just like those are so annoying. You know what I mean? Like, typically, they're unnecessary, and you don't need to write about that. But I had fun with this one. I had fun with all the scenes, all the different parties that they went to, the donut-eating scenes, and, like, um... (laughs) So good. I know. Is Cloud Nine a real donut place? I need it to be a real donut place. I wish. Oh, my God. That just sounds so fucking amazing. They've got these great donuts that have, like, magic in them. So there's, like, a bliss bomb where when you eat it, you just bliss out. They're, they're like, birdie like bots every flavor hours. beans. Like, you get, you yeah, whatever you whatever flavor it is that you get to experience whatever emotion yeah. or drug or emotion whatever. Emotion that magical they put into mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I agree. There are times where, in some books, this kind of thing doesn't seem to further the story yeah so i'm like why are we doing why why is this happening i might have had some feelings about that in our last book (laughs) where it felt like they would do a little bit of research they'd go off somewhere nothing would happen somebody would get hurt they're always getting they're always getting hurt and then they just end up back at a hotel for more sex yeah I love sex <laughs> and books about sex mm-hmm. and books where there is sex in them. And there was a lot of but fucking sex in that book. <laughs> there was a lot of sex in that book. And it was great. And I didn't dislike the book. I think I said I liked it. But there were moments where you're just like, this. It's not going anywhere. The story wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. They weren't really solving anything. Mm-hmm. Now, this book, they don't really have anything to solve per se. It's more about getting to know the characters. Yeah. So there was a lot more. And I think it's because in that book, it was just the two characters. Yeah. It was just Damien and um, Cassandra. Cassie. Yeah. Cassie. And that's great. But eventually you're like, I can't just read two people boning over and over. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I need you to do something. And so the kind of just juxtaposition with this book where we've got all of the fun friends, mm-hmm. we've got the enemy, we've got teachers, you know, she's trying to learn this skill and she's bad at it, but she's really good at these skills. And there's just something, it's like a, it's a more well-rounded universe that yeah. gives you more to like be intrigued by mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, And she wrote the characters as their age very well. She didn't make Brie older than she was. She made her a 19-year-old teenager girl which was just like fucking perfect 
She's um, like, I need a bikini mm-hmm. and I want to go to the club and dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have this. And paint and, my toenails. Yeah, I have an enemy. I don't like this girl, though. It's, pick, it's just it's like normal teenage routine and characteristics also, and stuff. Know, oh, and magic, also magic and <laughs> paranormal stuff. And she's got this talking sword. So, like, apparently you get a weapon. Oh, and I forgot about not that. Not all. Sarah's awesome. Sarah's fucking amazing. And it's very rare that your weapon talks to you. And, of course, hers talks to her so she gets to talk with her like right away dagger or is it a sword it's a dagger it's a dagger and her name is sarah and she is she's exactly how i think an inanimate object should talk she's very straight to the point she's very like do we like him do we gotta kill him let's kill him (laughs) (laughs) she's like amazing i love her so much (laughs) she's so good yep and there's like some points or like later on she starts to develop a little bit more emotion but just slightly and she doesn't know how to feel because she's a fucking dagger she's she's not like a being of any sort but she can detect future moves or something like that she makes she she has instincts instincts yeah yeah and she knows how to fight she's a seraphim blade yeah so she's designed as an angelic weapon to protect the throne of god yeah (laughs) so that's a pretty big power Mm -hmm. and the teacher had said that eventually you can develop such a bond with your weapons that they will communicate in an essence with you yes but sarah starts talking to brie right away before they've even bonded she (laughs) she's like hey i'm over here come pick me up i'm on the third shelf second (laughs) over come on pick me up now pick me up up." And Bree's like, what is happening? And she thinks she's crazy. She's like, oh my god, I'm losing my mind. This dagger's talking to me. I love the dialogue in this whole... There were so many funny parts of this book. One of my favorite parts was... (laughs) How she was talking about her tiny boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I can't explain it because I'm not good at explaining shit. But if you've listened to the book, you guys will know what I'm talking about. But something about Shay had sent an email to all of her trainers because Lincoln is in charge of three other guys? Three of them? Or four of them? Yeah. There's four total. Because it's one for each of the angels that are supposed to train Oh, yes. That's right. And so she sends an email and it's like, I'm canceling class today because, well, Shay sends it for Brie. I'm canceling our training today because I just realized that my boobs have gotten bigger and I need to get a new bikini. (laughs) And they're all like, okay, sure, yeah, go get a new bikini. And then Lincoln's like, whatever, your boobs are tiny or something like that. (laughs) So for like the next 15 minutes, she just keeps referring to her tiny boobs. It's just funny. It's, it it's is funny writing and it's it is it's well it's it's very well crafted and mm-hmm. it's entertaining and again it's a good escape yeah book it's a good book to just be like yeah mm-hmm. this is a funnier world than i'm currently living in <laughs> it is especially right now <laughs> so my car has gotten dark and i can't read my notes <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so dark. And you could barely see me. I only could see the light from my iPad to my face, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole thing kind of is the way it is because they wanted to save Bree's dad. Mm-hmm. And they signed a demon contract to do it. Would you ever sell your soul to save somebody? Yes. I mean, not just somebody. Like, I'm not going to do it for Joe Blow down the street. Well, no, obviously <laughs> <laughs> that guy's an asshole. For your loved one. Yes. Yeah. I think it really depends on obviously the extent. If it's family, well, okay. If it's some family, <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Some family, obviously, my my immediate family and my husband and my kids. I'd do it for my friends, you guys. Would you do it if you knew the full extent? The way. So, give me. Like now, like let's say it's exactly the scenario in. Okay, I was just going to say, give me some terms, and I will let you know. It's it's exactly this one. You and your oldest are demon slaves for life. I have for whatever you choose. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of them's older. (laughs) Um, Technically, so in this exact situation, I probably shit. This is hard. This this is this this is hard. She they sold their soul to save their dad, right? Well, not they. As far as they knew, mom was the only one involved. 
right. to save. She Dad. didn't realize. Now it, it was... turned out so. Yeah, she, like so they didn't know. She didn't know she was selling Brie. So I think in a situation like that, I'd, I I would be like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. We're this is triage, and maybe not. If I'd have known that the first born was involved if i didn't yeah. know that the firstborn was involved then i would probably do it because i would risk my own life for it but i would not risk my child's life for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it just wouldn't be worth it to me at that point yeah then it's choosing between my husband and my kid yeah you know there's yeah. always one winner so mm-hmm. i'll let you guys decide which one it is <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't. You'd be like, see ya. I don't think. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would. And here's why. Especially, I mean, obviously there's, we could come up with an infant number of scenarios. But I'm going to go with just this book one. Okay. And as sad as it is to lose your father and your husband young like that, Mm -hmm. death is part of life. Yes. And you can't cheat it. Right. And so... Putting myself on the line, and I don't know what that's going to be. Let's okay. Let's say we don't know, so we don't know about the kid thing. Okay. All I know is that I'm going to endanger my life for his, mm-hmm. but that could still hurt my family in the same ways. Sure. Like you know, like yes, losing him's going to suck, but at least then none of us are beholden to anybody else forever. That's true. That makes sense. But now I'm trying to save him, but now I've endangered, you know, my, like, you don't know what that's going to take from you. Right. Even though, say it only affects you, even though it only affects you, whatever happens to you, it's going to affect your kid no matter what. Exactly. (laughs) And how, let's say he didn't get hit by a, you know, obviously they cheated them on that too, because he got hit by a bus right away. So they only got two months with Mm -hmm. him. But even if he got along, you know, the rest of his natural life... He now knows that you are a sl- demon slayer yeah. forever. Like, I, there's just so many ways where I'm just like, I don't think that's right. No, that's like, very it, logical. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I am. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would be hard, but if you could just make peace with it, that that was the way it was going to happen, you know. Well, I just don't think it would be worth, you know. And you, you're thinking in very futuristic concepts, right? So you're thinking about what's going to happen later on, which is yeah. what, I mean, I think most people would do. I'm a very in the present type of person. I don't think about my future. I let Dan do that for us. <laughs> That's having to move during a pandemic. Um, <laughs> at that moment, I would think, yes, anything to save them. If I needed to do anything, it would be, you know, that. So I wasn't thinking about that. But you should think about that. I should think about that. I should think about 18 years from now, how mm-hmm. my contract with Lucifer is going to affect the boys yeah. or Dan or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are some yeah. very good That's points. just the things that I think, yeah. I think like that. And I'd be like, nah. <laughs> Sorry, hun. You got to die. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's your time. It's your time. But <laughs> now you're like a disembodied head. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm just the head floating in the dark. It's just. <laughs> okay. Our kiss and tell is going to be about this specific type of relationship that Lincoln and Brie have. And if we've ever had one like that where they... So at first he says, like, no, I can't date you. You're my student and it's irresponsible and yeah. you're young and stuff like that. And then after she goes to the dance with somebody else, he's pretty much like, you're nah, mine. we got to date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. No one else can have you. <laughs> no, you got, we got to date. Mm-hmm. But they date and they're exclusive, but he will not sleep with her. He won't give he her won't the sleep dick. With her. He will not give her that no date. dick. He keeps the date. Damn it. Give me the D. (laughs) He has a lot of excuses. He's like, you know, I'm your trainer. You're focusing on training. Just get in the way. You're younger than me. You're inexperienced. Mm -hmm. Because she is not a virgin, which I also appreciate. Mm -hmm. But she only had one fumbly experience at like 30 second sexual experience. (laughs) 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> High school prom. So she's like, no, that counts. And he's like, that doesn't count. And she's like, it totally counts. <laughs> and I'm like, virginity is a social construct and none of it matters. <laughs> and then the book turned me off because it didn't want to hear me anymore. <laughs> like, damn it. Here we go again with that. <laughs> so have you, like, did you ever have a relationship like that? Where you guys didn't immediately go to sex. Yes. But you had like numerous months of boyfriend-girlfriend mm -hmm. stuff. Yes. And I can tell you a lot of people won't ever believe me. I can tell you my family didn't believe me at all. And I was younger. I was 16. So with this particular relationship, it was with my ex-fiance. We started dating. I think I was either 15 yeah, I was either, I was 15, because I hadn't had my license yet. I got my license with him, or while I was with him. But we dated for a long, long time before we even decided to have sex. And, you know, there was a lot of making out and dry humping and stuff like that. But, I mean, we didn't even, like, do oral. He never touched me in that way. But he was also a virgin um, during that time. So I took his V-card. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, what is that? Sorry. The social construct V card. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, the non existent. Yeah, the one. non existent V card. But uh but I took his you know, that experience like I, I got to have that one. I mean it wasn't great. It's it's two a sixteen year old and a eighteen year old who never fucked before doing what they think is fucking, which is not fucking. <laughs> um so yeah, but it was months, months and months we were dating and just being a regular like teenage uh, couple that went out all the time. We ate food, we went out and ate food, we hung out, we had sleepovers, we cuddled, but we never, we never had sex until it was after I was 16 and for months, for months we didn't. But that was the only one. Mm -hmm. Every other one I was yeah. just like, let's fuck. <laughs> because after that I was experienced, right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. like that it didn't matter. It just was it just did. like... Yeah. Obviously, there's this physical attraction and you want to experience it and you want to grow better and getting to know your body a little bit more and growing into the, your sexuality. And so at that point, it's just like, whatever, no matter. Yeah. Yeah. I only have one, too, and it's from like a similar age. It was my senior mm -hmm. year boyfriend where we went out for a pretty long time before we had sex. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. know how long. Uh, it was months. <laughs> I can tell you that. Like, would you like to inform me about my life? Because <laughs> I don't remember my own life. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was. It was a while. Yeah. It was most of the, yeah. Because it didn't happen until after prom, right? Yeah. Before graduation, yes. after prom. It was sometime prom. in the summer, yeah. Oh, it was after was it graduation. I thought it was before graduation. Well, I don't know. Why would I know? <laughs> it's not like I was there. Oh, you know what? I think it was. <laughs> it was after. <laughs> <laughs> it was after prom or after it was graduation. After. It, it was, was during the summer. I do remember that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. It was. I, I know those things. See, I know things. I remember. I was lobotomized at some point where I don't remember my life. I remember that exact line that you said. Oh. <laughs> The exact line, and I don't remember where we were. I'm sure we were playing cards, hanging out, doing something, the four of us, the five of us. And I remember the line you said, and then I, mean, I don't think any of us were really shocked. We were just like, because we were, you know, teenage girls who didn't really talk about our sexual experiences with each other. And we we're just kind of yeah. like, okay, cool. And then we went about our, our day. Do you remember what you said? No. You said. Because <laughs> I barely remember it happening. You said, so blah 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 and i are sleeping together <laughs> or you said are now sleeping together you said one of those and i was just like yeah cool <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i and All i think right. you wanted to make that announcement because we knew you guys weren't yet so um okay i think you were just i don't know i don't think you were trying to justify yourself maybe you were just wanted to say no i think even then it was like we should talk about sex yeah probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then it everyone was, was like weird, and I was like, "Okay, we shouldn't talk about sex, <laughs> dude." If I if if I had the confidence I did when I was younger, I think I'd uh, I wouldn't be as shy as I am now. Like I would be. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Wait, no. Huh? <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> wow! Talk about a sentence that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Real confused. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
I guess what I meant to say, if I had the confidence to talk about sex like I do now, then... But, okay, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no I, but it is I, a good point. No, it's a, it's a valid point. Because, again, that's kind of part of, like, the whole podcast idea exactly. anyway, was that I hope teenage girls do talk about sex. Yeah. And don't think it's weird and don't get embarrassed mm-hmm. because they have it or want it or have desire or... Yeah. A book that's not a romance book. It's a murder mystery book that I started today. One of the main characters is a, I mean, it's set back in the past. It's like 1920s or whatever. So it's a different time period, but I guess maybe it's the 30s. Nope, it's after the Second World War. It's like the 50s or 60s. Look, it, it doesn't matter. It's some point years. in the history of the world. Uh, but anyway, one of the main characters, she's kind of a young, like, you know, early 20s girl. Mm-hmm. And she's having an internal monologue about, like, everything this other, this hot gentleman character says yeah. sounds dirty to her. And she's thinking that she's a perv. Because it's like, she's like, oh, that's, oh, I wonder if all I think about is sex. I think I'm a perv. And it's so sad because it's, I'm sure that, I mean, that's probably happened to almost all women throughout history it, and that, i'm sure you know, it still like you, does exactly yeah, the idea that your own thoughts would somehow not mm-hmm. be okay because mm-hmm. they're not the ladylike thoughts you're supposed to be having right. and it means you're deficient or like you're deviant you're or luck. Yeah, you're harlot and so instead she, she's not she's so naive and sad actually yeah but <laughs> but she's just like oh so <laughs> <laughs> she gets she blushes and she's all like oh, oh. yeah so yeah i mean i wouldn't have had the confidence to do it either it's not i'm not saying that i did like i was some special but i think even then i was like i feel like this is something we should try to talk about no I, but absolutely. i wasn't gonna absolutely uh, you told us what you wait what did you say shouldn't or should <laughs> no that we should try, I, <laughs> my computer's making a lot of noises do you hear it no oh, okay it was just alert noises. So. Oh, okay. I thought this. I thought you misheard me. That's why you were making that face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just thought it was rude because my computer made an alert noise, and I was like, "Well, now you've ruined the recording." <laughs> now computer. we got to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I think we should have. But you know, yeah. now we are. I think the other big surprise about that, though, is that even then, you then and now are were, was a very private person. You and you know what I mean? So like Yes. Yes. You're real quiet and you're conservative and like uh, I mean like personally. Yes. Not per- characteristically. Not politically. <laughs> not politically. <laughs> so like, you know, you kept to yourself and you were real quiet and and all of that at first. So to hear you say that also I think was a big shock to us. Not that it was like, oh, slut. It was just like, whoa, Kalina's <laughs> opening up to us. But then none of us I mean, I'm sure we talked a little bit about it, but I don't think it came out to like did. a, you know, full blown conversation no. about this like something like this so no yeah that's fine. yeah all right oh, cool yeah so in the end they um they have sex he finally gives in because after winning the gauntlet and being <laughs> sort of almost taking down lucifer he doesn't get defeated but he you know they come in and save the day she's healing in his trailer and she comes out of the shower and drops her towel and says we're fucking doing this and he's like <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Well, he said that he loved her. He did say he loved her. And she's like, all right, here's the towel. Now we have On the floor. (laughs) And he's like, are you sure you're, like, really hurt? She's like, dude, shut up. (laughs) Let's just do this. He grabs the condom, and then they do it, and it's fabulous. It's a really good, it's it's a well-written scene. It's not a very descriptive scene. There's no descriptions in it at all. But there's lots of emotions in it, and it does go by really fast. It's the only scene, like Colina said earlier. But it's great. I appreciated it. I loved it. Yep, that's it. And then we have to come back next year for year two Mm -hmm. to find out what's going to happen. Yep. But I have a little foreshadowing for our fun fuck fact that I wanted to bring up. So there's no real article to go with this. It's just a piece of information that I know. (laughs) So I'm going to share it with you. And I actually know it. (laughs) It's not just something I think I know that I'm going to say. It's a Kalina source. So the suffix on a lot of names, the E-L suffix, the I-A-L or I-E-L, like Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, that that ending Mm -hmm. on names means of God. Because those are usually, those are the angels or some other, usually in the Bible, some kind of messenger or something of God have those mm-hmm. kind of names. Mm-hmm. Now, Brie L. Yee, 
creep means. Creep. <laughs> she, all this fear she has about being now marked by Lucifer uh-huh. and having his power in her. She breathes black smoke and stuff like that. She has the black wings. But I think in the end, we're going to find, <laughs> I know this isn't a big, <laughs> this isn't a big leap, but <laughs> she's at, she's going to always be good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to go through some ups and downs with it, but because her name is what it is, I feel like it's a definite foreshadow that she is Brie L. She is of God. Yes. So she's going to be some kind of, you know, yeah. warrior or defender or of the light she's gonna side. be on the side of light the whole time yes, yeah of the light side it's in her name people yeah it's in her name so if you're anything <laughs> like me you didn't catch it at all mainly because you didn't know about this but i mean you could have guessed it i guess but i didn't so that foreshadowing <laughs> went right over my head <laughs> but yeah that makes sense i think that's so, a really good one i think that's a good one to talk yeah, about that was fun yeah so all right, what are we rating? Rating. Well, I don't think it would be fair to rate this on sex because there wasn't much, just that one on the end. I mean, it was lovely. No. It was a lovely one. But I think I could give this book an eight overall. I really enjoyed it. And I think we could put the second one back on our list to, in the future and get back into this oh, academy again. And I definitely want to know the rest of the books. Yeah. I mean, I want to know her end storyline. Yeah. I fucking love but, the covers of these books. Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. And also, you know, we didn't talk as much about them, but there's the other characters who are going to have their own love stories, yes. I assume. Yeah. Shay and Noah. Yeah. And I hope he been, um, what's her friend's L- name? The Luke. Gay- Luke. And, and the brother of Chloe. The brother. <laughs> Chloe's brother. <laughs> Chloe's brother. I don't know his name. And, yeah. You no, know, we don't know who Chloe might like, but she's going to end up liking yes. someone, I'm sure. Yeah. So I hope that there's a nice little happy ever after for all the characters mm-hmm. of some sort. So, yeah. I also want her mom to be okay. Yeah. And her brother's going to end up at school next yes, year. Yes. So he that's going to come along. And he seems so, like So, yeah, I want to know what all of this, mm-hmm. all of this happens. Um, I want to know. I want to read them. And I think you're right. It's right in there. It's like an eight overall. It's a fun book. Yeah. It's not terribly long, right? No, I didn't. I got so through like in eight uh, hours yeah. or something. It was a sweet, sweet listen. It was very yeah. fluid. So And it was entertaining the whole mm-hmm. way. Like it had those points of like interests where yeah. either somebody was trying to kidnap her or they were having a fun young adult thing yeah. on the beach or going to a club and eating donuts. Yes. I really want a donut. <laughs> I do too. Somebody send me donuts. Oh my God. God, those donuts sound so good. Uh, oh my God. So yeah, go out if you haven't already and read this book. Read this it's book. Fun. Read the rest. Okay, so for our next book, we are going to get back into the Pax Arcana series. We're going to be reading Daring by Elliot James, narrated by Roger Wayne. We did, what was the first one? Charming. Charming, which we fucking loved. A couple of lots of episodes back. <laughs> I would say a couple, lots, lots of episodes back, and so it was a while ago. Um, we're gonna see you know, Charming in and a- oh, John Charming, John, right? That's his name. Yeah, and Sig, and then get back into the storyline again. Yeah. So in this uncertain time when everything is just twirling upside down and crazy, and we can't even see each other, <laughs> yeah. and we can't record, and everything's dumb, uh-huh. <laughs> we all. <laughs> We are obviously looking for a little bit of comfort and a little bit of like familiarity. So that's why we're kind of just going back to books we already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did Forbidden Bonds not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I'd already read this book. I was like, yeah, this is a good one. We could read it. <laughs> and then we're going back to Daring. We're just kind of picking up some of those series that we know we like. Yeah. They were good, comforting books to read. Mm-hmm. And we want to dig into them and not... Not go down stressful paths because, you know, the world is stressful enough. Or have to memorize new names, different story arcs, and different things. And we said it in those episodes, we're going to get into the next one. So we're just doing what we said we were going to do. That's true. (laughs) So this is the perfect time to do it. Less brain work for us. So. We need less work. Yeah, absolutely. And something easy. So, <laughs> yeah. So join us next episode where we read Daring, book two of the Charming series. And uh, in the meantime, please, you know, tell us how you're doing. Are you guys okay? What's going It's everybody okay out there. Are y'all okay? We want to know. Um, I know this episode's not coming out to the mid-June and we don't know what the world's going to be like in mid-June, but let us know <laughs> from June what you're like. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to us on social media. Um, you can find us on 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Shh Dirty Books and that's Shh with three H's. Or you can send us an email at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can go to our blog at shdirtybooks.com and we're on Podbean for all of our episodes and pretty much any platform you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Towson, for your music. We really love it. Please reach out. Give us some uh, ratings and subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. That would be much, much appreciated. And, Absolutely. Um, all right. So this is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selah. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you and if you're listening on a format it allows you to give a rating please do that for them